Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on December the 28th, 2021. I'm your host, gaming psychologist, and with me, as always, my rival... Caffeine Rage. Vroom vroom. On today's show, we will be discussing our December game club, which is Forza Horizon 5. We will reveal our next game club for January of 2022. A scientist who trained rats to play Doom 2 says he may start a Twitch channel. And in our community corner this week, we have the battle for Bungie's soul inside the studio's struggle for a better work culture. Timestamps will be in the show notes following their respective topics. Hello, Rage. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. That uh, is excellent. Yeah, got a little bit of game club time in. Right. Yo, just a tiny bit, right? Just, just a smidgen. And, you know, pretending like we haven't talked at all in, in like two weeks. Like, I hope you had a Merry Christmas, sir. Bah humbug. Bah, right. Bah humbug. And, and I hope uh, all of our have listeners. You, have you know, I had a very nice Kwanzaa. Nice. What about Hanukkah? Uh, I went with more Festivus. Yo, uh, yo, I'm really good at the airing of grievances. <laughs> Shalom. Um,. Yeah, I hope all of our listeners had a Merry Christmas, uh, if that's the holiday you celebrate. Uh, based on what I know about our demographics, I think most people that listen do. But if you don't, and you celebrate one of the other holidays around this time of year, happy holidays to you. And if you don't celebrate anything, bah humbug as well. I hope you had a happy weekend. Why not uh, give the gift of VGL podcast and uh, uh, inflict us on your loved ones or your uh, bitter rivals? Absolutely. Or you, us, or you could give us a gift this year over at what's what's our Patreon? You do the thing. Uh, Patreon.com slash VGL podcast. Yay. Um, hope everyone has a happy new year as well. Pretty sure everybody is, is going through that at the same time. And this episode will air New Year's Eve, right? Friday's Friday's New Year's uh, Eve. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll be chopping up cabbage. Yay. I don't know what I'll be doing. Hopefully playing board games and, you know, eating some uh, charcuterie. Uh, that's, that's that's what I would like to do. But we shall see. Yeah, we shall... Well, well, the tradition is cabbage soup or yeah, you know, beef cabbage soup this year. Uh, and also sticking Anita out of house and home. <laughs> right. Our tradition when we have done New Year's at our house is steak and eggs, but we haven't done New Year's at our house in several years now between COVID and then in the years prior to COVID, like other stuff. I think it's been like four or five years since we've done a New Year's at our house. So maybe next year, do it next year. We'd already planned this out like weeks in advance. But uh, anyways, I don't, I don't have too many other New Year's traditions. I'm not a big holidays guy in general. Yeah. Long well, story, a lot of history there. Anybody who's mm -hmm. interested, feel free to hit me up, but way too much to go into at this time. But I just don't, I don't like pretty much any holiday. Yeah, uh, we uh, both Indeed and I got rather grumpy with Christmas. Just, uh, you know, uh, way too much Mariah Carey. <laughs> uh, but she safely, uh, you know, sealed away till you know October when they you know, put her on the counter uh, next to the 
Thanksgiving turkey and start thawing her out. Right. Unfortunately, she thaws out faster. All I want for Christmas. Have you heard the Jonathan Young metal cover of that song? Uh, no. It's and pretty good. I, I, as much as I like Jonathan Young, uh, I think I'll pass on that one. Yeah. I don't, I don't really like Christmas music either, at least traditional Christmas music, even if you jazz it up with some metal or pop or something like that. But I, I have heard some Christmas music that I enjoy, but it tends to be a lot more irreverent. Um, Although, it, what, you know, things like uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah. Where technically it's Christmas music, but, you know, it's very late in the whole Jesus thing. Yeah. Uh, although, Twisted Sister does have a very interesting Christmas album. I don't think and I've yes, ever heard the Twisted and, Sister and, and Christmas yes, album. It's, yes, it's that Twisted Sister, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I've definitely never heard their Christmas album. I'll have to listen to that it, at some point. It's only a couple tracks, if I recall co- correctly. It's a Twisted Christmas. <laughs> oh, it's 11 tracks, sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I used to listen to like some punk rock Christmas tunes. Those were good. I had a, I had a pretty big punk rock face as a, you know, late teen, mid to late teenager. Some of it I still like, but for the most part, like that was definitely a phase in my life that I'm no longer interested in that type of music. Well, uh, it's kind of mixed in with some of the other random bullshit that I listen to. Yeah, I uh, definitely listen to lots of different kinds of music. Yeah, so. let's just put it this way. My primary uh, playlist all over the place. Yeah, for some, sure. Some, some game music, some you know, 80s rock, some metal. Yeah. A little bit of rap, but it, does it really count if it's Weird Al? Uh, yes, I think so. I mean, Weird I mean, Al has rap. some chops. That's the thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, rap is a genre that has subgenres. Just like, you know, metal or rock, which honestly, metal might be a subgenre of rock. I'm not sure. That's that's not my whole whole bag, you know, like to figure out all that stuff. But I tend to lo- like things the most that fall into the rock umbrella. But I also listen to, to a little bit of rap and nightcore and um, electronica and funk, R&B, some. Uh, like I, I, I've, I've come to find a few country songs that I like. Country, though, by far is the genre I like the least. Too many mullets. <laughs> but, but I have found a few, you know, over the last few years at a, a few country songs that i do like uh there's way too much country around me to really ever want to listen to it yeah so it's more you know uh, i'd rather jam a a, a grapefruit spoon in my ear and just dig out my yeah, eardrum mm-hmm. but yeah but I, i'm not with a spoon but, but i'm not but it's not i'm not yeah that against it just yo completely yeah so uh how, how about them, that game club? Yeah, I guess we should talk about what we're here uh, to talk about, huh? So, yep. uh, once again, game club, where uh, we come together and play the same game at the same time, because we typically have uh, very different tastes and play games at different times. Although yep. that's becoming less and less true all the time. That's true. Very true. We play more games that are the same at the same time now than we ever did. Although, partly that's thanks to Game Pass and just generally expanding libraries from other, other sources. But 
Anyways, uh, so yeah. How do we want to tackle this? Do we want to give like general thoughts or start going system by system? Mm, let's let's start broad strokes and pick apart the specific things under those. I mean, we we played Forza Horizon Five, uh, as previously stated, and generally speaking, I like Forza Horizon Five yeah, quite I, a lot. Yeah, I, yeah, I've played it pretty much since launch. Well, I should say, since launch to its peasants that did not, uh, yeah, pre-order and get the uh, deluxe edition that gives you a whole three or four days of extra game time because, right? Plus a few other extras like some cars and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. But yes, the 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 deluxe, I don't know, digital deluxe super edition or whatever. It was like eighty bucks, I think, seventy or eighty, and it had like some extra cars and you could play the game. I think it was four or five days early. Yeah, and it also gives you VIP status, which gives you, I think it's extra money, which honestly is kind of pointless, but also all the houses for free, but once again, kind of pointless. Yeah, money is only important and relevant at the very beginning of the game when you don't have any of it, but rapidly it doesn't matter. Even though the game is a lot more stingy than the previous one. So we both also played a lot of forza horizon 4 and that's where i kind of aired the series but you've also played previous ones so well the, for the, the horizon series i entered at horizon 4 but i've played all of the mainline forza games or oh, except seven well except seven <laughs> but it's only because my computer won't play it for whatever reason oh don't worry now nobody's computer will play it that's true that's true well unless you already bought it but so i'm not i'm not out in the cold on that one but um yeah, so the one difference coming into this from the Horizon standpoint is Horizon 4, you only played the base game, and I played both of the DLCs. I bought both of those and played them. Yeah, I might go and, back and play the DLCs at some point, especially if they threaten to delist it. Yeah, then I'll grab them. Yeah, with Horizon 4, or, or, or sorry, with Horizon 5, one thing that they did was they integrated all of the new features from the DLCs into horizon five moving uh, to to start with so i mean horizon forza horizon generally speaking if you don't know what this game series is or games is an open world car game um that has you the player as a sort of rising star or i guess in horizon no no, no not, not not this time remember yeah. you're the champion of horizon four and also very british i mean right. chip chip cheerio but you're, you know, you're, you're a, you know, a star driver at this thing called Forza Horizon, which is a car festival um, where whatever country it goes to just gets torn the fuck up by supposedly tens of thousands of drivers with fast cars. And I mean, it is a lot of fun. It's it's generally speaking, very arcadey, even if you play with like hardcore, like we're not hardcore, but all of like the sim settings turned on. It's a very arcade like game to play with you know fun arcadey physics granted they've made improvements uh, along the way making them better but it is an arcade game and this is not a hardcore racing sim um you will not get hardcore racing sim vibes out of it and you know it, it emphasizes like sort of crazy wacky silliness like there are things that's like see how far you can jump your car and it's like you know 1500 feet or more for some of them and you, uh, an amateur. Those are some amateur have, numbers. Right? Gotta pump up those numbers. Gotta do some I think, math. I think some of my longest ones is like, it's like 
2,100 feet. Yeah, I don't know if I've got any over 2,000 yet, but the point is, is it's like the jumps that you're doing would destroy your car and kill you if this was real life or a racing sim. So it, it's a very fun series that focuses on challenges and, you know, crazy, ridiculous stunts and like over the top stuff. And so that's that's the Horizon series. Um, Horizon 5, if you did not play the DLC, adds a couple of new things. It adds expeditions. It adds new PR stunts, um, which are... Uh, it, we'll talk about those later, I guess. It adds new PR stunts. Um, it adds uh, uh, accolades, which are like little challenges within that you can complete. Like, which there's several ones, ones like... New systems, or, or, or I should say new to the base game, because... Yeah. But that was in one of the DLCs. Uh, yep. Really, the only major new system is the manufacturer bonuses in the car collection. Yeah, the right? car collection is new, new. That came in uh, in five. But the accolades were part of the Lego DLC. Um, the uh, expeditions and treasure hunting were a part of the what was it treasure island or adventure island dlc which was the first one for horizon 4 um and i i think those systems are integrated really well i i think they're fun they add a lot of replayability and longevity to the game like especially for somebody who's like a completionist like straight you know chasing down all those things but you know they integrated those from the bit in, into the base game moving forward which is honestly nice games don't always do that they still hold some of those systems over um or just like axe them completely and they're handled differently than they were in the previous game. But the, the same idea is there um, in the Lego DLC. You did the accolades and you got Lego pieces and you get to build stuff with the Lego pieces. And I mean, expeditions are pretty much the same. There's just more of them. I mean, this is Forza Horizon 4, but more like both more of it and also just generally more crammed in. Um, but it also doesn't feel like they really refine things outside of yeah, right. Yeah. It's it's, it, it's kind of weird because it's Forza Horizon 4 and more of it, but at the same time, my general thoughts of it is, especially with some of the technical problems that they've had, that it's, you know, if you have access to 4 and you're not invested in getting into 5, just kind of wait. Because they've had... They've, They've just gotten in the last week and a half to two weeks the traffic working in multiplayer. Yeah, the traffic. So you're you're cruising around Mexico and you see other players, but Easily. there's no for the first month you didn't even see other players because that was broken too. I didn't realize that was broken for the first month and it was broken yeah, the was, first week. It was broken the first month. I know we had a few occasions where we were partied up and we couldn't see each other, but I could see other players during that time. So I, I assumed it was the, a different bug. Yeah, for the first month, they had so much traffic issues because the game was getting slammed that it bugged out and you would get instances where you would get maybe another person in, but most of the time uh, your connection would just time out. So you'd be in this kind of limbo state in between online and offline. So it'd bug out all the traffic and no traffic would load in. Because you're technically online, uh, the Dravatars, when, uh, if you're playing solo mode, solo in sarcasm quotes, uh, it basically 
loads the traffic as all Dravatars, and you'll see some of them just driving around as essentially pedestrian traffic. Others driving around as, you know, uh, you know uh, well, as Jared would, you know, driving like assholes. Like an asshole, yeah. Uh, but because it was in that weird state, the map just felt utterly dead because of it. Yeah. And in, still to this day, there's a lot of issues. Just last, it was last week's uh, treasure hunt one trigger for me because I completed too many of the Trailblazers because you know, I actually played the goddamn game. Oh, I but, had one of the daily challenges not work for me. Uh, the one where you have to smash 25 bikes, which I know that that's a different a, a different thing. But you saying that made me remember, like I tried for like an hour to get that. And I ran over okay. Way more than 25 bikes and more than 25 well, motorcycles. Okay. Uh, okay, well, there's actually... Uh, th this is where the creative hub uh, being kind of hot garbage actually helps. Is there's several maps where it's just people loading in a bunch of bikes in that area. And you go in and it counts. Nice. Okay. I'll... I'll if I get a chance to play again before the the week swaps out, I'll... I'll find one of those and do that. But, that. but that's the case, is that, you know, uh, there was instances of it uh, in the first month of uh, it launching, that first season, uh, people not be able to complete uh, a challenge because they did all the stories already, or, you know, they, or they did, you know, uh, all the speed traps, because, you know, there's certain people that will go in and focus on one particular thing and complete all of that. Yeah. And it's just a case of feeling like they, you know, they really didn't bug test the game, or you know, it felt extremely rushed. And this is after a sizable delay, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Horizon Five was delayed or not. Let's head over to the Google, Google Horizon Five delay. No, it did not have a oh, release okay, date okay, delay. I thought, okay, I thought it did. Because I saw some people talking about it was supposed to... Uh, there was rumblings about it releasing last year, but it got pushed back because of COVID. So it might just be the fact that, you know, it, you know that anticipation of, you know, well, there's no uh, Forza Motorsport, and they got to be working on something, right? Yeah. Looks like the, there was rumor about a delay... And speculation about a delay, but there wasn't actually a delay. Confirmation. Yeah. And it, it released, quote unquote, on time. So, let's see. I mean, it, it had a very buggy launch. And there are still plenty of bugs. Uh, improvements, regular improvements are being rolled out. I don't, I'm not giving it a pass because of that. Like, it, and also, I don't expect a game of this magnitude to be like completely bug-free. I will give them a little bit of grace. Like, there's just certain stuff you're not going to know until you flip the servers on, and, and then you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know? Like, I'll, yeah, I'll give yeah, them... Like the Willie's uh, exploit. They're uh, on the first, like, couple weeks. Uh, uh, a very cheap-to-buy... Uh, uh, well, cheap. Uh, would give you a super wheel spin with just a handful of uh, points. And once you get a decent drift car which is actually not that difficult, uh, you can start grinding out points. 
do super wheel spins and kind of counterbalance the whole idea that the game is so goddamn stingy with you. Yeah. Horizon 4 would give you both regular wheel spins and super wheel spins all the time. And for, you know, especially for the weekly uh, challenges or the weekly uh, playlist. And now it's just, you know, just daily or uh, even the daily is just a regular wheel spin and not a super wheel spin. Yeah. So just so anyone listening is, is, you know, make sure you're aware. Uh, the game has got, I guess you could say random loot mechanics. I mean, they, loot as far as I know, mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as I know, you can't buy them with not, real money. Yeah, Not directly. You could get Fortathon points, which is through the arcade, which is not buyable. Uh, the, the best, the easiest way to say that you could bomb is maybe buying a car pack to be able to farm the points easier. But even then, you know, it's just, eh. Yeah. And to be clear, I don't have a problem with these types of mechanics and games. The problem is, is that they get exploited as a business model, you know, in making games pay to play. But like games having having randomized mechanics in them is fine. So I'm not upset about that. It just feels awkward to talk about it when so many games that have these mechanics are trying to exploit their player base to get as much money as they can from them. And like I said, uh, to my knowledge, you cannot buy these with real money. Mm-hmm. You earn them by playing in the game. Um, yeah, but it also makes the difficulty curve kind of jagged because it, uh, I mean, you eventually, eventually uh, it, it evens out because you get, you know, enough wheel spins, you get lucky enough to get, you know, that, you know, 5 million credit car that, you know, that, uh, you know, will uh, allow you to complete some of the more dangerous signs and blah, blah, blah. But uh, at the same time, uh, the game is so particular with some things, uh, especially once again, coming back to the weekly playlist, which is kind of the bread and butter for, you know, the prolonged long tail content where it wants uh, just this week's, it wants a very particular model of car (laughs) for one challenge. Another one, it's, any car from the 70s. Another one is like any Land Rover. And eventually you do get all these and you don't have to constantly go in and tune them all and you know, spend your uh, hard-earned credits on them. But until you're at that point, you're sitting there like, okay, how am I going to afford this, right? Yeah. I gotta, I've got about 300 cars now. The game uh, has got like what five hundred and fifty or yeah, six hundred cars, something like that. Yeah, I think I have like four hundred uniques. But the thing is that there's no way to really go in and easily look at all the duplicates. That is one other thing that they added is the gifting system. Yeah. Uh, so you're able to essentially cast a car off into the nether and uh, have it be show up in someone's uh, barn randomly. And you can tune that to some degree, like, okay, I want Hall of Famers to get this one, or uh, that sort of thing. But it's, uh, you know, very broad strokes on what those are. Yeah. So it's, you know, just, well, I got a duplicate from the wheel spin that's worth 15000 I'll give it away. And right now there's a challenge going on, supposedly, with the gifts. But honestly, it, the way that that timers or that sorry that bar is going it feels more like a timer than anything yeah or at least maybe it's not maybe the player no it, it has seemed that way to me but like well maybe players are are keeping pace with it who knows you know i don't know but and, um in doing so it gives you kudos which you know is like credit points they do nothing 
right? You just, you just have them. Yeah, I don't think at, at least at this point, kudos don't do anything except like yeah. The only thing that show that people really have to like watch for is like accolades, which uh, doing certain things uh, gives you accolade points, and uh, there's certain rewards to, tied to certain things. Like the one that I really went out of my way to do early on is the rivals, because just like Forza Horizon Four. The leaderboards are complete bullshit. Also, to be clear, this isn't just a Forza Horizon problem. Anybody who's ever played a multiplayer game that has got leaderboards yeah, but knows they don't that the top. It, yeah, but yeah, it, it, yeah, but it feels like they don't police it. And the thing is that the accolade is for the top five percent. Yeah. So you gotta get in there early for it. And <laughs> what it you're... gives you is 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 cars. Like if you uh-huh. get in the top five percent for each yeah, of I'm, the yeah, car classes, sure. you get free cars. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's actually unique cars. I know some of them are, and some of them aren't. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't uh, know. I think the Eliminators one is unique, but uh, I think the other ones are just yeah, yeah. But yo, know, getting them, yo, know, get them while they're actually doable i know it's that fear missing out but at the same time eh, right yeah it was actually a fun challenge to get it rivals modes is one of my favorite modes honestly i'm glad they expanded rivals yeah where it's all the tracks now yeah so we've we've been bitching about some stuff and we will go back and forth i'm sure i want to talk about a couple of areas that i think that they've Mm -hmm. really improved and that i like a lot um the gifting system you already mentioned i like that I like being able to give people stuff. And even though I don't know like for sure who's getting my thing, I almost you always can go in and uh, for the Forzathon points, you can give those directly to someone. I didn't know you could give them directly. Let's see. Yeah. Although, um, yeah, we haven't needed to do that, but right. No. Yeah. But I, I like to actually take my good cars, like after I've used a car, like lovingly send it on to a new player. Although I don't know what the definition for new player is, but 99. I think it's, I think it's under a certain number of hours because I've gotten some uh, cars that were uh, supposed to go to new players that I've already uh, yeah, prestiged once. Okay. But yeah, I will, um, I will, I will send, you know, my cars to a new player and it'll be something that like set up and tuned and you know send it off to new players and that makes me feel special uh, who will promptly put some anime tits on it just like uh, well, grandpa fernando would want i mean lots of my cars have got anime tits on them so they might come with anime tits you never know um but i i like to do that um i i, I think the gifting system is neat in that way it gives you something else to do with your cars a way to get rid of stuff that you don't want anymore or if you've got duplicates that you accidentally get in your garage like you, know, you can easily get rid of those that way and, and you get to feel good doing it. Um, so I, I like that. I, I really, really, really like um, the rival system. Um, yeah, but I'm going to have... stop you right there because you just got enough accolade points. Time to talk about expedition. <laughs> oh, you told me you were going to do that, but also fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, probably the most annoying thing in the game is as part of your career mode, you you get these expeditions as you you get enough accolade points to sort of like, quote unquote, level up horizon. And that's how it sort of progresses you through the quote unquote story of the game. You level up accolade points, you unlock the next thing, be it, um, you know, as one of the what yeah, are they showcase some, events. Well, um, there are, there's also a lot of systems tied behind them, like one of the uh, outposts has all the PR stuff behind it. 
Yeah. All of it. And until you go uh, uh, down that one particular path that you may not want to otherwise, the math is just barren. There's nothing to do. And you're looking at some of these uh, uh, experience boards and fast travel boards, which are a returning thing from Forza Horizon 4. It's like, how the hell am I supposed to get there? Oh, danger sign that I can't see because I haven't triggered that thing yet. Yeah. But they are irritating. And there's so many people that's posted, you know, they're in the middle of this drift zone. They're in the zone. And they bump uh, the guardrail and got uh, you know, a wreckage accolade or something. And it stops them dead. It immediately stops you. Yeah. Unless you're in the middle of an actual like racing event or something, it will just stop you no matter what you're doing. Pop up your, you know, your. Um... This uh, feels like, honestly, little stereotypically Mexican, feeling a little bit racist. <laughs> yep. You get your mariachi band music playing. And you get, um, you know, this game's equivalent of like, hey, cousin, let's go bowling. Like, I can't really do his. Hey, cousin, let's go bowling. Hey, cousin. Let's go see some anime tits. (laughs) Um, He pops up and he's like, you've unlocked a new thing. Expand Horizon. He's like, hey, amigo. Like, and I know it sounds shitty, like me being like, Hey, amigo, how's it going? Say, let's but, go street racing. But like, literally, that's how he sounds like. Yeah, and the fact that, and that kind of brings us into the voice acting, and we'll get back to, uh, well, you were you were talking about rivals, and then jumped into gifts and uh, whatever, right? Uh, yeah. But the voice acting, it's a little cringe, isn't it? It and, is, uh, especially for the cringe. player character. Whenever. The player character is uh, given a voice this time around, and you're given a whole choice of two, female and male, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, Very... but, but, but they use the same UI for uh, all the cosmetics that they did in the other game. So it feels like there should be so many more other than generic British and generic British, right? Yeah. Um. Let's see. I, I want to go so many different directions off of that. Let's stay on expeditions and for for a minute. Like let's let's stay there. Let's stay with this. You know, <laughs> since, since you interrupted me, let's let's go on an expedition. So, in in this menu, um, once you get your accolade points, you can unlock the next you know horizon expansion. Be they the showcase events, which are like the big sort of stunt races in Horizon Four, like you you raced like a giant hovercraft. You raced um, yeah, they the Flying Scotsman. This time around, didn't they? They did. They, they did. Um, in, in Horizon 5, you race some guys on dirt bikes, which you did do in Horizon 4. Um, you race yeah, a freight remember, train. Right, remember, he was a guy on a dirt bike wearing a wingsuit and a paraglider. Right. Um, but you race a freight train. You race some jet skis. Uh, and you race a cargo plane. Like those monster are the trucks. big, oh yeah, monster trucks. God, fuck those monster trucks. <laughs> uh, well, it's because all the all of these uh, uh, showcase events are built around the idea of you winning at the very last second. But because the monster trucks are so goddamn big, they block the road. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. But um, then there's those. Then you also use this to unlock the big like finale race events. And Horizon 4, there's sort of a threshold, and once you won 
oh, a certain number of races, be it road races or dirt races or off-road races. Dirt races. <laughs> right. I know. I know. But you, uh, well, you we'll unlock sort that. of that race series as like final big event. Um, that's like a, a gigantic race, basically. But you unlock the gigantic races through this this system. And then also it's it's how you expand and get like the PR stunts. You know, one of the horizon zones you unlock gives you PR stunts, and the other one unlocks uh street racing, and the other one unlocks um uh, drag racing is another one that's locked behind a secondary thing. Yeah. And and then generally speaking, as you expand the map, you get more of the air quotes standard races around the map and the areas that you unlock until eventually you've got everything. Um, and then, and then thankfully they never interrupt you again on that. No, never. It, the accolade points are meaningless beyond that. Thankfully. Because, well, oh. the meaning that they give you is that that's how you're ranked as a superstar. How many accolade points you've got. Yeah. Compared uh, to the hackers that, you know, have like 2 billion already. I mean, I'm in the top 2% or the top 1%. I've got 400 and like 450 or 460,000 accolade points. Um, I don't know how many you have. Probably more uh, than me the, since you I'm played in longer. Five hundred thousand range. Yeah, but the thing is that you know once you get past a certain point, they start to slow down because you you've gotten all the easy ones. There yeah. are some that cycle, like uh, drift ones. Uh, there's some that you know get so many wreckage skills and that sort of thing while you're drifting, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and there's some that's obviously worth more. Posting clean times on all the different rival. Uh, 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 racetracks uh, give you accolade points, that sort of thing. But, you know, there, there's, a, there's a finality amount, right? Yeah. And then, and then the final thing that I want to say, like, I've used the word expedition several times, but have not given that any context. So expeditions, like I said, introduced in Horizon 4 in the first DLC um, and were used quite heavily in Horizon 5. They are sort of scripted, I guess you could say, story yeah, they're essentially story missions, missions with, with uh, some additional things onto them. Some of them, where uh, like the first one that I did was the 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 dra the jaguar hunt. Yeah, uh, where um, you know going after this big cat in the jungle, and it leads you to the this abandoned airbase. And uh, some of them have it where you have additional things that you could do on that expedition. The monster truck one is by far the worst, by the way, uh, for this, which we'll get to that, maybe. Yeah. Uh, where uh, uh, the jaguar hunt, uh, you have to find a barn in the, uh, or sorry, the cat, the big cat hunt, which is the jaguar, which, you know, it's, uh, I think it was the first barn find. Then that unlocks uh, the ability to find, to get rumors for other barn finds, which there's, what, have, what are there, 16 of them in this game? There's 14. 14. I knew it was more than 10, so I took a stab at it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you eventually unlock most of them through just, yeah, playing. And, you know, a timer goes off and says, hey, we heard about this rumor about a barn in this area. Go find it. But it's not triggered until you get the Jaguar, I think. Yeah. But then there's I'm other things like, you know, you uh, find this cash, of, this cash of money that... Uh, he was uh, carrying uh, to get some extra credits. Uh, you get his old, uh, you know, flight suit for an outfit, and this is all, you know, just random things on this expedition. Yeah, and it also gives you accolade points because, of course, it does. Pretty much everything gives you accolade points this time around. Now think yeah. of it as your gamer score from the Microsoft days. Yeah, 
Um, there, that was the second one that I did. The first one that I did was the one that, um, where he's like flying his bush plane and he crashes it and you air quotes discover, um, those, uh, like ancient ruins or whatever they are. Yeah. Um, they promptly, uh, desecrate them by, you know, setting up a racetrack there because of course you do. Right. Let's make, let's, let's have an aside here since you mentioned that. Um, I, I figured you would, or I would, if you didn't say anything about it. But there has been a lot of, I don't know if it's big enough to call it a controversy, but definitely a lot of discussions around how Horizon 5 approaches Mexico. And it's kind of with the same irreverence that they approached London, but like nobody gives a shit about London. I think it's, like, I think it's simply because it's Mexico, but also uh, there's a difference between racing through one castle in uh, the UK uh, that you know, you're already on roads and everything. Versus r- racing through multiple ruins in Mexico, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the sort of the discussion is like that this is irreverent and disrespectful to Mexico and Mexican heritage, both modern Mexico and the native peoples of, of that land from, you know, uh, history and sort of how it, it treats uh the game is like, oh, yes, the, the British, they're here doing a, a colonizing again, you know, doing a colonialism. Yeah, but on and, the flip side, I have seen people uh, talk about how authentic they've been going. Like, there's this one danger sign off in the desert that has this random lighthouse that this person was awestruck that was actually there. And it's modeled after this local landmark. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that there's not you know things that they've gotten wrong or you know have kind of whitewashed but right yeah i think the 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 thing that i i the the impression that i get from this is that it was done with good faith um i think it's just it feels a little bit more wrong because of uh the culture you know yeah and possibly just being a little bit more cautious with it you know yeah, and not wanting to overstep our bounds, but because we're both, you know, pale as fuck, yo. Know, <laughs> yes, yo. yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I... not wanting to, you know, offend almost to a, a fault, honestly. Yeah, I I do think based on on their presentation, at least initially, and some of the stuff that is in the game about history of the area and things that you can pick up from the characters and listening to the in-game radio and um things like that like i i think oh, what, that the developers the radio you mean the one i muted yeah i know i know but i think that the developers e- at least tried to not be culturally insensitive and i i don't know they could have done worse they could have done better too i i would have liked to have seen the, the those areas um walled off in some way and like you know you can go to them you can see them you can take photographs um maybe don't do like playground games in those areas you know don't race around on top of the the you know native people's ruins Uh and or well ruins yeah they're not portrayed really as ruins but you know these abandoned structures don't you know race around on top of them and don't replace uh, some of the native like flora and fauna and cultural yeah, stuff, yeah, that is one like a, that a felt, festival ground. Yeah, that's one thing that felt a little cringe is uh, at the end of these expeditions uh, that you set up the Horizon uh, yeah, festival 
whatever, you know, it's horizon blank, you know, street, wild, that sort of thing. And, you know, you see the giant cargo plane fly over, and all of a sudden this, you know, pristine beach is, you know, it's, it, you know, it, it's covered in, you know, just festival goers. It just feels a little off, you know? Yeah. So. It, and it, it, it might just be, you know, it, or at least for me, it might be a little bit of overcorrecting because I know how fucking racist some of the people around here are. So, you know, trying to not do that, I'm a little too far on the other end. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. Certainly. I have done that before. That's, you know, I'm certainly not, uh, from a native perspective, qualified in that way and not qualified from like a, you know, I, I didn't study this shit in history. Like I visited Mexico once. It was pretty cool. I try to, you know, I, I think I'm a pretty culturally sensitive person, uh, who try, you know, who, who puts good faith efforts to not be like a dick. And mm -hmm. from my perspective, I driving like one. Yeah, I'd say driving like an asshole. But from my perspective, I would say I think overall it was way better than it could have been, given what we've come to expect from AAA. video game studios. Yeah, AAA video game studios and their presentations of historical things, especially from non, you know, European countries. You know, so Although take that with a grain of salt. It still feels a little weird that. Uh, it, they feel like they have to hammer home that you're in Mexico because all the voice actors, uh, every other sentence, they have to drop a couple random Spanish words in, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that there's people that talk like that, but it's also a little grating, right? Yeah. I've known a couple of people who actually do talk like that, but I don't know. It seems like it's every, it, it's done in a way that feels stereotypical, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the games. Who knows? Right. But anyways, anyways. Um, so uh, talking about this, makes me think about the soundtrack, which I, there are. I know. It's okay. That, but at the same time, uh, it feels like it got repetitive a lot quicker than uh, Horizon 4. I'm not sure if it's because, uh, yeah, the song just didn't, wasn't for me or if it's just there's a smaller soundtrack. Yeah, I don't think it's a smaller soundtrack. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I, I listen, have listened to all of the radio stations. Horizon Pulse is my favorite. It's sort oh, of a same. lot of poppy, you know, music. Um, Horizon 4 soundtrack overall was better than 5, and I actually discovered quite a few artists that I really, really enjoy through Horizon 4 and have listened to more of their, their music catalogs than just what was in the game. Horizon 5 does have quite a few, um, Hispanic uh musicians in it which i think is, is a nice. couple of pre uh, presentators yeah 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 uh a couple of djs um but anyways it, it they they do have quite a few uh latin american songs or, or latin american artists in there um and the music is fine uh i have only discovered a couple of what i would think of as like real bangers in there um as opposed to like i said horizon 4 i found a bunch but soundtracks are also very subjective. I the music is fine. Like, you know, you you can't say it's like, oh god, that's like objectively bad. Like, you know, that's that's like pots banging. Like that's not music, you know. Like it, nothing is like that, you know. So I, I think that's just very subjective and maybe just isn't in generally speaking, like my taste of music. 
But I still listen to the uh, soundtrack. Well, at least Horizon Pulse has three more tracks on five than it does four. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm on the soundtrack page on their wiki looking at it. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, the soundtrack is fine. I thought Force was better, better, but audio is one of those things that's pretty subjective. Looks like Horizon uh, Base actually has fewer in five than four. Okay. Just going off this. So, uh, let's see. I, the car customization system got a lot of improvements um, in in many different ways. I mean, first of all, more stuff, like, well, more cosmetic parts for most vehicles, um, including a larger selection of, of wheels, um, wheel styles, and more body kit options, especially for sort of the tier of car that that's body modifications or what they're sort of known for. I, admit, colloquially. I, do, I do like the fact that you could drive your engine uh, while tuning. I do love that. That's a really neat thing. And sometimes, especially if I'm going for like a, a B or an A level car, I will pick the engine that I like the best sound or that I think has the best sound. But that, that's a neat little effect um, that they've added. But yeah, the wider variety of engines kind of in Horizon 4, you had like a couple of V8s, a couple of different um, six cylinders. You had like an inline six and then a V6, a couple of those, a uh, couple of V10s, V12, like, you know, sort of a couple of each engine type to represent the different sounds of like, this is a European V8 versus an American style V8. And there are differences for, you know, car like nuts, you know, or car, you know, gearheads or whatever. You know, there are differences and you can hear the differences and those were represented in game and they still are. But there are now a lot more options. Um, things like uh, turbo diesels, which is neat, especially on some of the bigger trucks, but also a few cars as well. You can get like big twin turbo diesels. That That's neat. Um, love that. Love that sound. Um, yeah, I'm still going down the rabbit hole of the soundtrack. And it looks like it really kind of just comes up uh, about even ish, if not. A couple songs uh, short on Horizon Four. After looks like uh, some got pulled uh, in 2019, uh, just probably because of yeah marketing, uh, yeah licensing, yeah like it's licensing, yeah, Uh, but but, yeah, very close. Yeah. Anyways, you have more engine parts. You've got a lot more um, transmission options, which makes a big difference for how you can specifically tune the gear ratio on a car. Yeah, and also a lot more options to just go more gears in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which gives you, you know, different options for sort of, I guess you could say driving profiles um, for how a car behaves. Um, You know, having more gears can drastically affect how a car behaves on the track. so that's neat. Like I said, there's a, there's more body modification options, especially for that sort of sort of car you think of as like the the street racer. Um, so lots more side skirts and hoods and um, front and rear bumpers. Wide body kits are now in the game for certain cars, uh, which is neat. I've always been a big fan of wide body kits. I understand people who don't like them. Fair play, but I, I have always been a sucker for a nice wide body kit. Oh, so that's um, why you like me. <laughs> part of it wink um but uh, that's that's good because it, it for someone like me who likes to tune and tinker with cars especially sort of my favorites 
and get them handling like perfectly the way that I want. Having a lot more options to make that happen is is nice. Um, oh, they've also added some stuff specifically to make it easier to build like drift cars, um, including uh, sort of drift style suspension that gives you a default sort of profile that's set up for drifting. I like that. That's really yeah, I handy. I still download a drift car though because uh, I just don't have the patience to learn how to build a drift car. Yeah. Um, more more types of tires too, which makes a huge deal. Tires are one of the most important parts uh, of any car that you're you're building, be it in real life or in the game, because that's your point of contact with the ground. And you know, shitty Let's tires. You brought them out the uh, uh, the suspension, right? Or flip it over. But you know, shitty tires or you know versus good tires, like what type of tire you want for a situation. Um, is the most important thing on a car in the game and in real life. Um, get have good tires, guys. Uh, you know, I don't, a lot of people don't think about their tires. I worked at a tire shop when I was a teenager. Like, pay attention to your tires. Make sure their pressures yeah. are. Yeah. And PSA. Also, if, yeah. Well, and well, I was gonna say. Also, if you're running slicks and it starts to rain, oh, you're so fucked. Yep. It makes a difference in game, which we'll get to that in just a moment i was I was leading into the the physics and the mm-hmm. sort of realism aspects of the game but like psa uh go check your tires uh make sure that you've got adequate tread depth um rule of thumb if you don't have like a tire gauge take like a penny if you're in america uh yeah i don't know if, what if you're not in america uh, uh have a p- penny mail ordered right um but if you're in america take a penny and put it in your treads. Uh, if you can see the top of Abraham Lincoln's head, uh, you need new tires, my friend. They are too too low. Um, check your tire pressure. Make sure your tire pressure is adequate. Uh, you get better fuel mileage if you if your tire pressure is mat- matching the manufacturer's uh, specification, and also it provides you better grip. Tires are important. Check them out. I know they're they, and, they can and be also and also speaking of your PSA. The PSI is also very important. It is indeed, uh, especially you, in a uh, game because yeah, the yeah, you know, uh, it really helps with your grip, especially if you lower the pressure and go off road. Yep. Uh, assuming that the dirt uh, races let you go off road. <laughs> that so the dirt races are better in this than they are in four, but that was a Barely. low bar, pretty low bar. Uh, uh, there are some of the races that uh, it says it's a dirt race. Take a dirt. Uh, uh, set up car. You take one a turn, and the dirt and uh, the track is slightly dusty, and the rest of it's pavement. Yeah, it, you know they should just stop calling it dirt races. Just call it rally cross. I think yeah. I would I'd be less pissed off about it because I, it would uh, yeah be truth in advertising. I do think of it as rally cross. Actually, that's I think about that all. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but there's some of the tracks that are very heavy on their dirt on the dirt aspect. Not many, but there's a few. Yeah, they they should just split it off. They they, they really should. They should have rallycross, dirt, and cross country. Sort of like they did with the arcade. Yeah, which we do need to talk about that one. Uh, so Forzathon is actually gone, uh, even though they did keep the name for the points uh, that you earn through that, and you also get it through the car mastery now, which is interesting uh, for some cars. You get a little bit of points there. Uh, yeah. But instead, you have Horizon Arcade, which is on the quarters of the hour. So, you know, top of the hour, uh, uh, 
15, 30, and 45 minutes past. And uh, they have six different types, I believe it is. One, which yeah. is always static, which is drift racing, is always split off from everything else, which is nice, because I, I gotta admit, even though it was more of a spectacle, whenever you would hit a drift event in Forza-Thon in Horizon 4, you'd just see people just stop caring, right? Yeah. People in the game, by and large, either don't understand how to drift or don't like doing it. And, you know, either or is fine, but... Like, whenever you make that a part of the main event, and it's like half of your people are like, well, fuck this. It's like, well, shit, this encounter, this event is balanced around the eight people that are here, but only three of them are drifting. We're screwed. Yeah, which it's funny that you mentioned that, but we'll get to that. So you have drift, and then you have something else like speed events, uh, air events, wreckage, chaos. Uh, and I'm blanking on the other one. But I don't. I, uh, there, there are different subsets that do different things. Like air events are focused around danger signs, uh, getting air skills. Uh, speed events are around the speed traps, the speed zones. Uh, the chaos is a little bit of uh, uh, of uh, mini missions, uh, which is uh, essentially warrior wear esque. You know. Like, uh, beep your horn three times, uh, uh, go over 100 miles an hour, stay stationary 10 seconds, get uh, two wreckage skills, uh, jump uh, 50 feet, that sort of thing. Yeah. Which are a uh, lot of fun. Like, it sounds boring, I think, to listen to you talk about it, but it's actually very fun in the moment. Well, well it's also, you know, very short. Yeah. It's well, got that kind of that, like, that Simon Says quality of, like, what's next? And yeah. if it if it tells you to do something, you're like, oh no, I'm not in a place where I can do that. Like, where can I rush to go do that? Like, it it's very yeah, and fun. It's, yeah, it's only like you only have like fifteen to thirty seconds, depending on the particular mission, on uh, to do it. it. It has that kind of frantic feel to it. Uh, Chaos also has Bullseye, which you actually really enjoyed. I really liked Bullseye. Yeah. So you, you have a bunch of ramps and uh, just. Uh, giant targets that you have to hit. And the closer you hit to a bullseye, the more points that you score for uh, the event. And uh, there's some that's embedded in the ground that, you know, uh, you know, is halfway sticking out that you just run through. There's other that's, uh, you have to hit ramps at a certain speed to get. And it, uh, and they all kind of loop around. So one bullseye will lead into the next uh, one and it kind of point you in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, the thing is that the arcades, they kind of lost their spectacle because they're so often, you know? And, and they are not announced. Uh, they show up on the map, and if you look, uh, you know, it'll kind of point you towards them. But there's no, you know, major announcement of, you know, uh, Horizon, uh, or sorry, Forza-Thon in five minutes. Uh, pr- uh, you know, press X to plot a course. There's none of that. It's just, oh, oh look, uh, there's a Horizon Arcade, and, you know, 10 minutes go over there. That's nice, I guess. Yeah. And they originally, when they launched the game, I don't know how they tuned it like this, but they tuned it where they were expecting like 20 people per arcade. <laughs> it was practically impossible to do any of them. So the mini missions that I told you about, yeah. uh, I did a, a chaos event early after launch. That, and the first thing popped up was mini-missions. And I was there 
for six minutes doing mini missions, and that was one round of three. Okay, okay. that should tell you the tuning. Yeah. It was uh, uh, the drift events. Uh, some of them are just uh, you know uh, do a drift zone, but there's also the drift run where you drift to a place. Now yep. it's uh, was it, like a quarter of a million points or uh, or or less than that per person. Uh, when they originally launched it, the drift run was bank two million points uh, in, into the group progress. It was just absurd. Yeah, you would have to have like a group of five or six people to barely get a drift event down. Or, or, or back then, now you could easily solo it because they actually enabled the scaling on it, and yeah. almost to a degree that it's maybe too easy. But we're also yo. Know, Kind of the enthusiast level. Yeah. You know, I, ha- I have multiple dedicated drift cars. As do I. I have yeah. multiple cars for everything in every weight class or uh, rating class, just about. Uh, you know, go to the drift event, uh, b- get out the Mua corn. <laughs> yep. Or, or the Munchlax. The, uh, the Malu has a seven times multiplier, I discovered yesterday. Uh oh. So I, I earned. Uh, well, I was going around three-starring all the drift zones. I think I earned something like 110, uh, car mastery Yeah, points. which, uh, there's a cap on how many car mastery points you could get at once. So, finding a car with, a, a, an increase on that multiplier cap, because outside of getting a skill song on the radio, which is semi-random, basically, every time a, a song goes off, uh, it's... It gives you an increasing chance of having a skill song next. So if you don't play for a while or have your songs turned off for a long time, you turn on the radio and you're going to get a skill song in like five minutes. Because yeah. it just hasn't you know, triggered in a while. Well, uh, during that, you have a 10 times multiplier that you could get. And you could get 10 uh, skill points uh, at a time. So hit 50,000 uh, uh, skill points... With a 10 times multiplier, you bank your 500,000 and you uh, uh, get 10 skill points. But if you have a, sk- a car with a decent drift setup and a skill uh, a point uh, multiplier bonus, that starts to get less important. Like the 7 times multiplier, I believe it's, or sorry, the 8 times multiplier that's on the Moor Corn, it's, I only have to hit 62,500 uh, with a, uh, Going eight times, mm-hmm. uh, seven times would be probably in the seventy thousands. Yeah, it's like seventy one or seventy two thousand, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think, we've talked about uh, um, be seventy one thousand four hundred twenty eight. Yeah, or probably twenty nine with rounding. I'm sitting here looking at the math on it. Yeah, but still, you know that's doable. Compared to you know getting you know a hundred thousand with a five times multiplier because you you have a thing where you could uh, screw up once and then you could still bank it but you know it you know it gets tougher and plus there is random bullshit in the game you know there's sometimes that the game will uh, count you uh, losing a skill streak because you hit a branch that uh you know. That's stuck in the ground that you couldn't really see, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, when the game launched, uh, because it was going in between a state of online and offline, 
there were several times that it would just stop you dead. Uh, like you got, uh, you know, uh, accolade points and uh, break your streaks. I lost a couple like that. I was, um, I was displeased. Yeah. So thinking through, I mean, we've talked about the new features. We talked about expeditions. We talked about. Do we want to talk customizations? Do we want to talk what? Uh, well, oh, that's one thing we haven't talked about is the world. Or uh, more, they hyped up uh, these dust storms and uh, yeah, hurricanes and such, or typhoons or whatever. Yeah. And it the feels like has... they don't really use them. No, the game has weather events, and they don't really feel like they matter. Um, the rainy season, where there's supposed to be like monsoons or hurricanes or whatever, is probably the worst. Because it does rain. Just generally speaking, it rains. It's not a hurricane, it just rains. And when the roads are wet, your traction is reduced, especially for using something like racing slicks, because um, they're meant to grip on dry pavement. Um, and you can really tell a big difference in your car, the way it drives in dry versus wet versus other road conditions. Um, there are There's specifically one place on the map where it snows, and snow drives differently from dirt, drives differently from gravel, different from pavement, etc. And it's it's noticeable and feelable, especially if you're using a car that's maybe like you're just in free roam and you're not using a car with the right tires or something like that. Like very noticeable. There are dust storms that pop up, but they seem to be focused around uh, the central encampment. And yeah. this is not discounting ones that show up in like story missions, that sort of thing. And it basically just makes it look like uh, the game's gone from uh, Forza Horizon to Red Faction. Yeah. <laughs> it makes the, uh, the screen orange. It doesn't really impact your performance at all, which feels weird. You would think that it would you know, severely impact uh, performance, but then again, you also have you know, hyper-electric uh, cars. So it w wouldn't do anything there, would it? Uh, because you would imagine that you know a lot of dust in the air would you know, be held a air filter, but yeah, you know, the Rimac concept too would be like fuck if I care. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm just thinking about what we haven't talked about yet. Character customizations also, uh, uh it's there, but at the same time, it uh, they did add the ability to have prosthetics, which feels odd, uh, especially yeah. the way they uh, implemented them. Where it's basically a cosmetic that you know is overlaying that the that limb. So you know somebody that has a prosthetic leg walks exactly the same as somebody that doesn't. You know, yeah, and it doesn't work like that. Yep. Um, customization is honestly overall a bit lackluster, but I don't know if that's because even Horizon Four we came to after it had been out for a while. So I don't know if there were more cosmetics that were introduced post-launch. Well, well, there's literally, at least for right now, there's one pair of gloves that you could get. <laughs> yeah. So customization is a bit lackluster. Honestly, at this honestly time, the but... character models for people, they feel like they're a generation or two behind. Right. Well, I mean, the people aren't the, the focus of the game. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's the yeah, cars. Yeah, they polish the hell out of the cars. But, but at the same time, they have these big story events with all these cutscenes. And it looks like PlayStation 3 era, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, you have all these shiny textures and you know, uh, great weather effects. And then it looks like mannequins talking. 
You know? Yeah. Which, honestly, I wish they would shut up. Especially the player, uh, player character. Fuck you, you are not British. One thing to talk about um, is... Uh, like, shit, dude. Where's my brain going? I'm tired. My words are... I'm having a hard time with my words. Um, Accessibility. That's the word I was looking for. The game has got a lot of accessibility options. Um, yeah, some of them you don't even need to be holding a controller to play it. There, there's people that actually farm the game by... Pre- uh, by having the controller, uh, the throttle pressed down, because it has assisted dri- uh, steering and assisted braking, mm-hmm. so it could literally play itself. Yeah, um, it's got your your sort of bevy of standard uh, accessibility features, like <clears throat> excuse me, like uh, you know, subtitles and audio descriptors and things like that. Um, then it's also got like a full difficulty system that you can manipulate and change, not yeah, uh, just like yeah, driving right to, aids, well, but there well, are right other up things. to literally unbeatable avatars, which is yeah. something that that we need to talk about the AI. We okay, talked about that, and we'll, uh, we'll get there in a minute. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we, there are, are some specific accessibility features that I've never seen anywhere else that change the speed of the game, like the entire game. It's not just like it slows down your car or something, but the entire game will slow down to a certain, you know, percentage. I think it goes all the way down to 50% of its normal speed mm-hmm. just to give people more reaction time. People who might have like physical movement disabilities or eyesight issues, or, you know, again, younger gamers, um, they might benefit from that, um, or less experience, maybe not just younger, but less, less experience. Um, it's it's got a good a good amount of options. It was it was praised for a lot of those on release. Yeah, um, it's supposed it's, to be having British and American sign language yeah, interpreters yeah, being added. Bring that one up. That hasn't happened yet, though, to my knowledge. Yeah, no, yeah, still hasn't come up, and uh, that would be a little bit weird during some of the driving sections <laughs> with with uh, you know voice acting. Yeah, because. You already have subtitles in the game, which you know you could glance down and read real quick. But I imagine that you have to pay a lot more attention to you know a sign language interpreter, right? Yeah, I would think so. So I'm not sure if that's just going to be during cutscenes or what. Yeah, but the AI, who that that that's where it feels like the game took a big step backwards, honestly. So we've had some interesting time with the uh, Dravatars. For those who don't know, uh, they supposedly model individual avatars after the player behaviors and try to model them to you know, behave more like real drivers. Honestly, I still see them driving straight lines, you know, right on that racing line with really, really little variation. But they've also kind of turned the difficulty way, way up. So once you hit the unbeatable avatar le- level, they literally ignore the physics of the game and are just kind of coasting along. There are people that's shown videos online of them driving cars that are inherently inst- unstable. You know, like the uh, the three-wheeled uh, various cars and taking corners that are impossible to take at speeds that they do. The rubber banding is also kind of atrocious, especially whenever you have two player characters that are 
in very diverse possessions, as we found out, right? Yeah. Where they'll just skip checkpoints altogether uh, and just warp around. It's just... it's This is where it feels like they took and improved the game at not, none of the rest of... Uh, uh, nothing compared to the rest of the game. Uh, they've polished and improved certain features. Drivatars, it feels like they took a step backwards. And the fact that the Horizon playlist has a weekly thing where you have to play against unbeatable Dravatars is just mind-boggling. I cannot see how they could do that with, uh, especially some of the off-road events, where yeah. there's people that's shown that uh, some of the laps that the unbeatable Dravatars will take, especially once they start rubber banding, if you are, somehow get past them, do better than world record times. <laughs> Uh, for the leaderboard, and that's even with some of the bullshit uh, p- uh, stuff that people are doing on the leaderboards, right? Yeah. I've been doing the unbeatable Drivatar races just to have something extra to do during the week, like, and they are hit or miss. Like, sometimes it'll they'll be hardcore bullshit, and sometimes they'll just feel difficult, but, I mean, this last week was horrendous. I finally beat it. We, you know, with my team of randos, but it, it took me uh, maybe like 15 tries before my own performance was solid and my entire team's performance was solid. Yeah, I can't even imagine trying to do some of the off-road events with uh, uh, unbeatables where, yeah. you know, that they don't have to worry about, you know, landing jumps and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that, you know, off-road, you have all those random variables of... uh. Uh, how the car behaves in the air because you know a, a car that's balanced that's nose heavy will one nose down and you know if you have a racetrack that you know has a lot of jumps on it well you're kind of in trouble huh yeah yep yep and the AI on unbeatable ignores that I will say going back circling back around to something that you said a minute ago or a few minutes ago thinking about it for a second was, you know, you had said that the drive tires seemed to drive like st- bang on the racing line the whole time. And certainly that might still be a little bit too far, but you and I being, you know, sort of more enthusiast level with this game, we tend to have our driver skill set on either highly skilled or expert. Uh, most of the time, I think, I mean, I know I do, you know, yeah. between, kind of between those two difficulty settings, I'm uh, much yeah, worse at off-road racing. So usually I'll, I'll do highly skilled for that. And then expert for road racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've been bouncing between the two and also trying to really find the sweet spot because there's actually it feels like a a pretty big jump between highly skilled and expert. Yes. Definitely. So uh, I've kind of uh, leaned towards more highly skilled and actually will turn it up a little bit more on uh, a road race, especially, or sorry, uh, off road race, especially if I know the track a bit better. Uh, like that one uh, racetrack on the airport. You know, uh, the one that you know, I did with the uh, GMC Chammy. You know, I could turn that one yeah. up a fair amount and you know, get a decent challenge out of it. Yeah. But for me, it's more you know, uh, racetrack to racetrack than you know, uh, disciplines. But I have noticed that it feels like the Dravatars, they kind of follow a single path, you know? And uh, they also will just ram you to get onto that path, which yeah. uh, kind of breaks the immersion that they try to you know, uh, sell you, right? Yeah. I do think overall the AI is an improvement over the previous one. 
they seem to be able yes they're still bullshit but they seem to be able to suffer in some of the same ways that you as a player does like if for example if you ram them in horizon 4 you could try as much as you wanted you were never gonna fish trail that truck you know but in horizon 5 that definitely takes place well also the fact that uh the game tries to just go by uh areas of car so you know you'll get cars that are wildly inappropriate for that crack yeah uh, but still performing you know, somewhat decently, and that kind of ruins the immersion. You know, getting a essentially a semi truck <laughs> on a dirt track. Yeah, or or the off road trucks on like the road races, the yeah. um the street races. Yeah, and you're just looking like this is so much bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're not completely ignoring the physics, but they definitely turn it way down. Or for trucks that are, or cars that are not appropriate for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else is there? We've talked about so much. Horizon 5 is a huge game, obviously. Yeah, and and I'm sure we'll see There's a stop. lot there. That's the thing. Is that the uh, only thing that I really have listed still that we didn't really talk about was Event Lab in the Super 7. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Event Labs. Fuck Super 7. Uh, the Super it 7 sucks. It, well, the, well, they're tied together because the uh, Super 7 pulls from Event Lab, which Event Lab, a lot of it is just you know, people making random bullshit. And, and there's okay. really no, and there's no filtering on it. There's no way to really be able to find anything. Yeah. Because uh, the search engine for it is, you know, it's just atrocious. Yeah. So and you this... need some sort of external place like Reddit to find, you know, decent tracks to be able to uh, run on. Yeah, this problem existed Horizon 4 as well, but I didn't engage with it quite as much because it was a later sort of added feature to the game. But I'm, I mean, I'm OK with the Event Lab being 99% bullshit. That's fine. The Super 7, though, is supposed to be like a collection of seven really good pieces. And like they need so, some humans in there, like looking at these things and picking them out for the Super 7 because it's really frustrating to get the same, you know, three shitty types of events. Oh, uh, look, it's uh, the uh, uh, that one danger sign at the airport, but this time they threw in an extra dinosaur. Right. How daring of them. I know. Um, so. Although there are sometimes that something good does pop up where, you know, it's someone that, you know, put in some sort of effort, either a longer, you know, course or uh, you know, some sort of challenge that, you know, it's not just, you know, drive 10 feet. Yeah. When we were uh, Sunday night, I was playing a little bit while we were chatting. Um, and I got one that was like an obstacle course where you had to, like, climb up a bridge and mm-hmm. then go across um, across it, doing sort of like the car equivalent of a tightrope walk. It was neat. It was really good. I voted that one up. <laughs> and I uh, I favorited the author. To go check out more of their stuff later. But anyways. Yeah, I have found uh, some of the longer races. And I've shared some of them with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one that's like. Goes through all the dirt uh, roads on uh, the map. And there are some sections of paved roads. Just to you know, tie things together. But it's you know, mostly. Uh, mostly off-road uh, tight racing. But then there are. There's some others I've ran into that's, you know, long races, but there's a lot of, like, 
uh, design problems that just rubbed me the wrong way. It, even like the Odyssey, that one loop, right? That yeah. long race that we like. Uh, there's a section of it that's a long, uh, 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 fast section. Then you have to slam on the brakes and basically go around a cul-de-sac. And yeah. the AI just cannot handle that turn and sometimes just skips that uh, checkpoint altogether. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Which, uh, the Super I, 7 is tied into this, and uh, sometimes uh, there is a decent reward for shuffling through the bullshit, but this week for me, it was a, a wheel spin. Yeah, and I, and I had a super wheel spin for it, which for is a little bit reason. better. But and and the super seven is randomized too. So we, I mean, I, there's I suppose there's always a chance you could get some of the same events, but it's not likely. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like overall we have sounded a lot more harsh on this game, and I, you know, obviously I can't speak for you, but for me, I mean, I really like it. This is like a solid, like, you know. B plus A minus game. Yeah, I would I would it's give got, it a solid B, especially considering all of its technical issues right now. Yeah, and, it's, and that's what really drags it down is you know the fact that the uh, the highlight of the game, or at least for me, the, that weekly playlist, two seasons in a row, two months in a row, there's been at least something that prevents you from uh, completing uh, everything. Yeah, and for several weeks in a row. There's been something that's popped up, and that's not even counting, you know, the uh, you know having it full of stuff that I don't want to do, like the Eliminator, you know. Yeah. Which I do, I do like the Eliminator. Did we talk about that? Uh, not really. So the Eliminator is a battle, uh, battle royale, royale mode, yeah. um, where that you everyone starts with the same car. I think I don't know if yeah, you can yeah, it's all it's cars. all Beetle. Um, but everyone starts with, you know, VW Beetles and, you, you know, you're dropped into a, a portion of the map and you find car drops instead of like weapon drops or whatever. And you can trade your car out for a better car. And the arena slowly shrinks, just like in other Battle Royale games. And you do head to head races against players. And if you win, you get to stay in and you can either steal their car or it, you know, it gives you one sort of step up. So if you have like a level four car and you beat somebody, you can either steal their car or boost your car up to a level five car, um, which I think is just random. Um, and you just do that over and over again until you're, you know, the last man standing or you're out. And I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've done three of them so far, but I could see how it wouldn't be your bag because the game doesn't communicate very well what you're supposed to do the first time you play. Um, yeah, the whole airdrop thing, bullshit. Yeah, you're what you're what you're doing is you're looking for like purplish, bluish smoke, and that signifies like where a car drop is. And then you drive up. See yeah, what which you is. have to be practically on top of to see. Yeah, but I I like it. It's not like a favorite. I'm not like spending hours and hours in there. But it's like, oh, what do I want to do? I think I'd like to play a a match of the Eliminator. And that's, I think, you know, kind of starting to sort of close. One of the things that I like so much about this game is that it's bite-sized enough. Like, there's plenty of things in there that are bite-sized that if I've only got 25, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I can jump in and do a few things and then jump out, and it's no problem. But then there's also enough content and enough longer content that if I've got hours, I can sit down and do race after race and event after event. And then 
you know, engage if I wanted to, which I will at some point. I started doing this in Horizon 4 towards the end as I had like a really good grasp of the maps and car handling physics and stuff. Like started making my own things for the event lab. And I'm sure I'll do that at some point. Yeah, well, Not... I can't wait to see just how many dinosaurs you put on that uh, danger sign. So many. Infinite dinosaurs. Um, but anyways, yeah. We like I was saying, you know, I, I think if this is like a solid B plus to A minus game, that's one of the reasons the bugs hold it back for me. Some of the more frustrating bits with the the AI or with certain like race types and the way they're presented or whatever, you know, those those have held it back a, a smidge. But overall, like I really like it. Um, I played the DLCs. I like those mechanics coming back. Um, it is, by my estimation, an excellent game. I would say it's an okay game, and that's mostly because of, like I said, the technical issues. Uh, and also, that's the thing, is that a lot of this is refinement from Horizon 4. So if you don't have that FOMO, you know, that fear of messing out, is there a reason to really go to 5 right now if you have access to both, like, let's say, your Game Pass? Yeah. Assuming, of course, you have the DLC. Yeah. And I would say, honestly, I mean, I would say no. Um, I was excited to play it. You know, I, I like the new stuff. I, I think I would have been disappointed if I had bought it at full price. Playing it on Game Pass, certainly awesome. You know, good value proposition. Buying it on sale, like, you know, I, I didn't. But if you're going to buy it, buying it on sale, definitely the way to go. Um, but... You know, overall, I think there's enough here, even if you don't have FOMO, just probably don't pay full price for it unless you're like super into it. Although I suspect if that's the case, you're you're already playing it. Yeah. Which, you know, well, I mean, it's already 10 percent off on Steam. Yeah. So, I mean, that's still not enough, in my opinion, uh, if you're not you're already invested. Yeah. So. Although, well, there are, yeah, of course, the expansion uh, that's probably going to happen. I mean, not probably. I mean, definitely going to happen. And there's also car passes and that sort of thing. And that's the other kind of thing is that they it does feel like they kind of nickel and dime yet, Tom's, with uh, just how much, uh, yeah. Uh, well, here, uh, you could uh, have this car if you buy this, right? And also, yeah. the treasure map is also something that feels like bullshit. So, uh, on the map, one of the face buttons is dedicated to bringing up an option to buy a treasure map that unlocks the locations. It doesn't unlock the actual things, but it shows you where everything is on the map. So, all those hidden uh, uh, experience boards and fast travel boards uh, get shown up on your map for a couple bucks. That does feel like bullshit. Yeah. But it's also the closest you get to really kind of pay to win. And it does look yeah. like they are promising at least two expansions. So at least okay. based on the expansion pass. I I look forward to them. And I'm going to continue playing the game. Um, probably it, over the next... It'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Because the thing is that, like we said, is that they pretty much added everything from the expansions from the last game into this one. So... Right. Yeah. So I, I look forward to seeing what the expansions are um, and, and what either content they add or build on that's already present. Um, I'm guessing yeah, more pinatas. 
<laughs> yes, more pinatas. Um, so, uh, kind of winding this down. Uh, I will, you know, keep playing Finally, it. Right, <laughs> my right. I'll keep playing it. I'm sure my time playing it will decline as I go to play other games. Yeah, one of those games being the next Game Club game. Uh, for January, we are going to be playing a game on Game Pass, but you can get it in other places. Oh, we're going to be playing Moon... a game. Yes, called Moon Glow Bay. Very cute looking, very relaxed looking. Um, you have already played this a smidge. I haven't played yeah, it yet. Yeah, not a ton, just a little bit. It's 20% off on Steam right now, though. Uh, nice. Till uh, January 5th. Yeah, very nice. Um, but yeah, Moon Globe. We're going to be playing it using uh, Game Pass. Mm-hmm. We'll post it in Discord here in a little bit or, you know, yeah. later on. Um, yeah, our recording date on that, assuming, you know, life doesn't happen, uh, should be the 25th of January. Correct. So I've got a little bit of a problem. There's a massive fuck off storm rolling in that's getting louder and louder uh, as the red on the radar map is coming towards me. We uh, should probably punch out it just in case my power. Eject. Yeah, just in case my power goes out, which let's be real. My power always goes out because I live in a shitty place. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also known as Tennessee. Also known as Tennessee. Yeah. Um. So. Let's uh, we'll we'll save those news topics for next week. Um, we will yeah, talk about. We'll save them, them for next year. Ne- yeah, next year. One question that you and I haven't really talked very much about, but probably should, we should let the audience know when to prepare for the VGL awards. Um, uh, well, let's set that up for. Do you want to do it the eleventh? Do it two weeks from now. That sounds like a good idea. Historically, we've done it. I think the second week into the new year just because sometimes we don't record the week of new year depending on when the calendar lines up i mean the calendar for this year is pretty good for the first week but right yeah just to be on the safe side let's push that out to the 11th so the 11th of january will be the episode we record the vgl awards meaning yeah, the you, audience will hear it the 14th yeah you could start looping up to fit in that dress right oh yeah butter me up baby but yeah, let's um just to be on the safe side, I'm going to going to hit eject on this before my power or my internet goes out. Um so rage. Where can they where can they get in touch with us if they want to participate well, in future well, games? Well, assuming it's not bad touch from you. <laughs> right? You do so over at vglpodcast.podbean.com uh, to find links to all our stuff. Yes, I'm jumping directly into this. That works. Uh, if you wish to contact us directly, you do so at podcast at gmail.com with your letters, voicemails, game-related topics. You drop by the Discord, which link on that is over at Podbeam. You uh, go over to Twitter, podcast over there as well. Our lovely, lovely patrons have made this possible. We can find out more about that over at patreon.com slash podcast, which we do need to update that at some point. Uh... And, yeah, I think that is about it. Our intro and outro music is on the ground by Kim McLeod. You find his work over at Incompudate.com. Did I skip anything? Uh, did you? Well, no, I guess I'm just out of the... Outside of our personal stuff, because you're just kind of quiet there. Yeah, 
Uh, no, I I guess I'm just like you know uh, out of out. the zone since it's not the usual rhythm, which you know is not like your fault or whatever. Yeah. Nope. Okay. <clears throat> as always, as his lovely music starts to roll across my <laughs> voice. Bye bye now. Uh, see ya.